Welcome back to the show. Chris Denman, Travis Harrell, Chris Gardner at Midco Studio in Grand Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Having some coffee. Uh, our new, uh, we'll tell you more about our new uh, coffee partner, Snappy Bigman, uh, this week uh, as we get some graphic stuff done. But a friend of the show uh, broke one of our mugs, uh, Abby uh, from Bourbon and Blondes. They're going to be uh, kicking off their podcast. We'll talk about that later. But either way, they re she replaced the mug. Right. You see it? Yeah. And do you see the bottom? I do. Underneath the cup, and Chris has liquids in it because I'll do it. Are oh, you going to do it? Okay. And there it is. Oh, there we go. It's quite rude. It's kind of funny. Though. That is pretty funny, though. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I what? broke your mug. F you. So if but you're at home, th there's a middle finger. Well, what if you got that, like, for a teacher? And you didn't tell them that right. that was at the bottom. How funny would that be? Well, then the class sees it. Yeah. And then the teacher's still like, "What? I don't get it. Well, who's angry at me? You Gen Zers. <laughs> Is that the new one? That's. Or where are we? Millennials. <laughs> Gen Zers. Which one too? I don't know what we're on now. Like, I think they settled on millennials because they were running out of letters. Mm -hmm. But then I think you can call them Gen Zers now because th this is the last generation on Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah it's so over. I know it makes sense what that they would be Ted Alexandro, uh, the comic, <laughs> said uh, Earth Senior Class was his new, his new comedy special name. That's pretty good. That's really good. <laughs> Damn it, I wish I got that one. That was really good. Boys and girls, as you all know, I am a fan of the Twitters. I enjoy it. It is delightful and funny. It's a hellscape. I've been locked in for almost 10 years. Actually, this is my 10-year anniversary of Twitter, the longest relationship I've ever had in my entire life. Should we get you an ice cream cake? Yeah, it would be nice. And as you all know, I enjoy my hashtags. I enjoy seeing things trend because it can happen at any moment. That's the fun thing about Twitter. Anything can trend at any moment. And that's what happened yesterday. But there was a particular hashtag that had Twitter in a mini uproar before everyone decided to take a deep breath, click on the trending topic, and exhale. But for a moment, the world was ready to shit themselves. What? What? Hmm. Mm. Yes, that is a real hashtag that was trending yesterday. Hashtag Nerger. Or N-I-R-G-E-R. <laughs> so you can imagine social media's initial reaction when that flashed at the top of trending topics on Twitter. Gardner showed me this and yeah. my initial reaction. <laughs> well, let's just say there's a, there's a great way to sum it up. <laughs> this was me. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not what I thought it was. That is no. That's, a, that's literally my reaction to seeing that trending topic. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, y'all tripping. Oh. It was for a soccer match. It was between Northern Ireland uh -huh. and Germany. Yeah. N-I-R-G-E-R. -E uh -huh. Just for future hashtags. Someone throw a little V in there, maybe. Okay. Just maybe just say the confusion and people mm. nearly losing their mind. It was one of the funniest trending topics I think I've seen on Twitter this year because people had that similar reaction or other memes and gifs that illustrated their reaction. Um, because... <laughs> Again, when it flashes on your screen. <laughs> no, I saw it. <laughs> what was your reaction when you saw it? Well, I saw it. I was like, what is this? 
And so I'm like, I'm going to click. Yeah. And then I exhaled. Yes. And then I called you over and said, Travis, come look at this. Because I wanted to make sure I knew what the hell was going on first before I made you, you aware. Thank you. That was nice. And when I showed you, you actually, you, that was your reaction, that little video we clip we showed. Because you, you grabbed your chest. I did. I'm like, you, why is this word trending go, around ooh, the world? Ooh. You grabbed your chest. You put your hand to your chest. You grabbed your heart. Like you're Fred Sanford. I did. <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. I'm coming. So you did that initially, and then like, oh, it's a soccer match. It's a soccer match. So a lot of people were very, very did the same thing. Clutching pearls. That's mm-hmm. what we were doing. Clutching pearls. Mm-hmm. It was like, I mean, and I put it up one more time. Put that. Can you put the hashtag up one more time? Yeah. Because when you see it, what's up, my uh huh nergers? Mm-hmm. But it's just. And you know what? 2019 has been more racist than normal. Has it? Yeah, well, maybe not more than normal, but it's been a high rate of... More, maybe publicly. More public <laughs> racism. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so you don't, you never know now. And so, man, at the, whew, I don't know what it is about our eyes and us being you know, traumatized, but mm. look, everyone else around the world had the same damn reaction. You did a double take at least. You at least did what? a double. <laughs> like what? What did the president say now? Yeah, you're you're wondering how this tied into something. <laughs> Isn't it? Every trending topic now has to come back to how did what did Trump do now? Or whenever like someone's name is trending. Yes. You're like, oh no, it's it's the initial. Did they die? It like, is like, like so, Tina Turner yesterday. Yeah, people. Yeah, like yes, that was a great example. People didn't know that Tina Turner. She did a a cover story for was it New York Times? New or? York Times, yeah. And it was a very in depth piece about what Tina Turner has been doing with her life um, over the last ten, fifteen years. And she talks about, of course, most of her career. But it's Tina Turner, so thus it was trending on Twitter. So people initially thought, "Oh, oh dear boy. Lord, has something happened to our sweet Tina Turner?" And it was just a, a story about her career. So they ha- and what happened. she's been doing. And what she's been doing. It was a very, she actually. Was in like, what, Switzerland or something? Yeah, I think she's a, a, an actual citizen, if I'm not mistaken, of that country. She's like, that's her citizen. She likes listening to Coldplay, apparently, as well. I think if you live in Europe, I can understand that. Do you that. think she cried during the scientist video? I'm almost certain that she did. Who didn't? <laughs> that's a stupid question. Everyone cried, Chris. Shut up. She hits a, a quote on Ike in that... Uh, Yes, please pull up the quote Tina Turner had about her that. old ex-husband, Ike Turner. It is very, we and you laughed at that yesterday, reading it off the air. Because she went through some shit. Uh, as everyone knows, and, and, I, and this is also a testament to Angela Bassett. And my sister and I joke about this all the time. We thought forever that Angela Bassett was actually Tina Turner. That's how good she was in that role. And by the way, Academy Award gave her nothing for that. One of the best performances from any actress, hmm. actor for that matter, in the history of cinema, but Tina Turner has lived a life. We're yeah. all very much familiar with how Ike Turner treated Tina throughout most of their marriage. And so she had some comments. Here's the quote from uh, Tina Turner in this piece in the New York Times on uh, Ike. I don't know if I could ever forgive all that Ike ever did to me, she said, but Ike's dead. Turner laughed, so we don't have to worry about him. 
as real wis- as it gets. Wisdom. <laughs> that's the St. Louis girl if I ever know one. Like she, she, that's as real as it gets. And yeah, that was like when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was talking about the congressman. I can't remember if it was senator or House of Representatives that was, I guess maybe in a way joyously looking at her possible ultimate demise. And uh, in her most recent interview, she's like, "Yeah, there was someone I don't even remember his name, but he's dead now." And so it's just kind of oh. I, and that, and that's a, and also again for Tina Turner to say that you'll, man, like, good God, Ike Turner was a horrible, horrible person. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and, and just based off the film and the book, good, he, good God. But, but that's another thing. I, I Tell me if I'm crazy. I want to segue to this because I've had this happen a lot recently, talking to older people of the previous generation. And a lot of times the Is previous generation... Is it my grandpa reading signs? No, I would say our parents. Drive? I would say our, our fathers, our mothers, I, that generation. Have, I've noticed a theme with them where they are very quick to call out today's culture. They're very quick to call out the behavior of millennials. Very quick. Well, there always has to be an origin to that type of behavior. Am I correct? Okay. So where do you think that behavior perhaps came from? Came from our parents. It came from the culture we lived in when, when they were raising us. So I, I, I don't understand why so many... Are you blaming the 1980s? I'm blaming, I'm blaming our parents I for their role. I seemed pretty sweet. Yeah, that's very true. I think, I'm, I think it's okay to look at our parents a particular way. And not to judge them, but to, to remind them to put things into context. You can't sit up here and just say that this generation is because it is. We are because of what you were. We are responding to how you raised us and the culture you brought us up in. So for you to chastise this generation so easily, so quickly as you do, you're chastising yourself and the way you brought up this generation. I don't understand why it's so Did easy. Did you say this to your mom? I said this to older folks. Did you say it to your mom? I have not said it to mom. Okay. But I have had this conversation with my dad. I did say it to Papa. What'd he say? He said, yes, correct. And then he listened to some smooth jazz covers of rap music? 50 Cent, specifically. Okay. But I, I think it's, it's, it's very annoying to hear older folks talk about it, this is the thing that really kills me. Man, we were wild, but we weren't that crazy. What were we talking about yesterday? We talked about the 60s and yeah. 70s. Do we really want to go down the headlines of the 60s and 70s? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every time I hear older folks say, man, y'all, y'all kids out here, y'all doing the most right now. Y'all, y'all, y'all wilding out. Now, hold really on, bro. Good, that's a really good impression of my aunt. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, really? That's how she talks. She's got a, a smoky black man voice, mm-hmm. doesn't she? But it's amazing. Like, you, like, that generation, you guys murdered presidents. You murdered civil rights leaders. So, yes, violence is crazy right now. We see mass shootings, absolutely. But please stop saying we were not as crazy as you guys are now. That's all I'm asking. It's just a different kind of crazy. It's a different kind of crazy. Everyone's always been crazy. Yes. There are gas lines in the 70s, people. Shut up. Don't sit up here and say, what has what this generation done? You guys literally ruined the environment. 
You, we're literally fighting for our lives because you idiots ruined the environment. No. Stop picking on us millennials. Did they What's know happening? what would happen? They maybe should have. Some, maybe some. That, I think yeah. they, <laughs> yes, maybe. I just wanted to call this out. Uh, Steve in Des Moines will be attending college game day at uh, <laughs> Iowa State. Oh, good for him. What? You tell him you better bring a wall sign. Considering making a wall sign yes. to keep your eyes peeled. Yes! Is what he said. Yes! So. Will it say. Shout out to Steve in Des Moines. What will he do? Will it be walnuts? Will it be. Oh, if he gets a wall. Oh, that'd be so awesome! What if it's just Travis's head? From the uh, is he gonna do hungry, the cor- is he gonna do the Corolla cor- video? Corolla hungry eyes. He gonna do the Corolla hungry eyes? Mm-hmm. Man, I tell you what, if Corolla hungry eyes is on game day, I will retire. I wish you would. so cool. So who's Iowa State playing? Oh, they're going to they're going to the Ames for the first time ever, I believe. Look at those hungry, hungry eyes. Man, if that's on a poster board, I will be. Devastated I heard, and proud. I heard, I heard Crank Yankers is back. Mm-hmm. I'll be proudly saying. devastated. Is that the thing? You Can need, you be proudly devastated? Do you need a fellow? <laughs> Dwight, does he need a fellow? I'll be your fellow. <laughs> like I see, I see, I want to say he's in some hot water, but I see uh, the, the Twitterati is uh, on his ass. Does Who? he have some type of relationship with PragerU? Oh, yeah. They've, oh boy! Yeah, oh for boy. sure. Oh boy! Absolutely. Oh boy! He's done stuff. Uh, he yeah, he's he's like friends with that guy, Dennis Prager. Yeah, I guess <laughs> conservative uh, Jewish. Uh, like hey, hey, man, you ain't gotta keep. Yeah. Hey, how do you keep doing? How do you do this? Hmm. There it is. Boy, that if that, that is not fair. If that is a college game day. It looks like you're wearing braces. Mm-hmm. Steve in Des Moines. Let me know if you need. Let me know if you need the original file. What would you do? <laughs> Wait. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a damn minute. What? <laughs> Chris is. We know. Just, Chris is sending PDFs. Oh yeah. On my face. Yeah. If you need it. You jerk. I got it. <clears throat> remember whenever it was a big deal, college game day came to Mizzou. Oh God, I remember it was there. That'll never happen again. No, it can. We got. It's possible. Is Georgia coming to Mizzou this year? <laughs> I don't know. To follow a good team. Oh, you don't follow Mizzou football, Gardner? Not closely. Uh, in good news, our friend Tony Cavallaro is getting uh, massive recognition all over the place uh, for uh, his role, Keefe, in uh, the Righteous Gemstones. That's because of the wall bump, obviously. But uh, renewed for season two by HBO. Travis, what do you think? This is from Deadline. This isn't a surprise. I mean, Danny McBride has already had three projects at HBO over the last, what, five, six years? Three? Uh, this uh, gemstones, uh, vice principals, and uh, why am I drawing a blank on the greatest Eastbound TV show of all down. time? <coughs> Thank you, Eastbound and Down. Wait, Eastbound and Down, vice principal, and, and Righteous gemstones. That's three. Okay, I thought you meant outside. Outside, that. got it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm not surprised at all. He, like they have a very fine working relationship, and the ratings have been great. And one thing, Danny McBride does very well. He gets in and gets out. He doesn't drag a show out longer than it needs to be. He got in and got out with Vice Principal. Same thing with Eastbound and Down. So this is a smart play. It's probably go, I don't know how long he projects his show to go, but it's a very funny show. Hope it goes on for a long time, and it makes sense. What a good, congratulations. Yeah. And uh, especially for a friend of the show, brother of the show, Tony Mm. Cavallaro. Hopefully he continues to be a part of the future, whatever the future holds for the Righteous Gemstones. But he's getting a lot of great reviews all over online. Your boy, Mark Marin, gave him some love recently so tony's on his way and he's had a lot of scenes like, he's not a bit character Mm-mm. like he is 
Yeah, he's just right, just a, barely an offshoot of the main cast, and um, he's been incredibly funny. I'm so proud of him, and what a great show, Gardner. You, ha we got to find a way to get Gardner on HBO Go. Working password. Yeah, I got something, but I got to figure out. I got to get past this one barrier on it with the login. Um, it says it's gonna like text a code, mm -hmm. and I'm like, well. I don't have the phone that the number of the person is using. Like the person said I could use the account or so whatever. So why don't they give you the code? Um, because then I have to like text, hey, what's the code they just sent? This just seems like a whole ordeal <laughs> that I don't feel like going through. Sounds like about 30 seconds worth of texting. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Maybe 45. Got it. So it's like, ah, I'll shut it down. Yeah. I'll wait. But maybe, maybe one day I'll get past that barrier. And then catch up. What are we, three or four episodes in? Three or four in right now. Okay. It's a funny show. It's got a... It's How got many are in season one? Uh, I think eight. Yeah. Okay. So... Are you confident in that number, or are you just making that up? It's generally eight. Okay. It's usually eight for HBO comedy shows. So okay. yeah, sometimes ten for the dramas. But it should... I think it's eight. You start talking to somebody that's got HBO. That's what you do. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's Put that on your Tinder profile. I, I like. I don't have one of those. I, and I and I think I can't imagine that. And I like how they explore the dance like, scene last week. They explore just, everything. It is. It they explore everything. Like everything that you've ever wanted to see a comedy go when it comes to organized religion, um, especially for profit <laughs> religious institutions. Like to see it so, them go okay. everywhere is has been fun it's just been and they have and it hasn't been like luxury it hasn't been like liberals making fun of conservative religious beliefs it's just been they're highlighting what we already know about certain organized religious institutions and they they it's they satirize it but they're not preachy about it you know for lack of a better for use upon there but mm. And then, of course, Danny McBride. Yeah, I hear people say the knock is he's always playing the same character, but when that same character is always funny, why the hell not? <laughs> so yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Hey, hey, Kevin Hart gets to get away with it. Why not Danny McBride? About time white people have something go their way, right? So thank you. It's a good show. But uh, the show I really recommend to you both is Secession. I think Secession is maybe one of the best shows currently on TV right now because it's your kind of dark humor. It's, it's beautiful dark humor. Mm -hmm. It's so well done. And you got Brian Cox as your lead, and he's a psychopath, and that's brilliant. Brian Cox. And he's such a, he's such a, he's a guy where you're wondering, I don't, I don't know if he's acting. He seems, like, he seems like the kind of guy that's like, I don't know if he turns it off. What my favorite a, role of his is. I'd have to think about that. It would probably be X-Men. Oh, for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably different for me. <laughs> I was trying to think of Chris's question yesterday. What was his question? Um, when we were, if we had our own 720 Entertainment office, mm. each individual. I like this. That was a good question. We had to go St. Louis centric with the people we would have in the office. So you gave me what an athlete, a musician, entertainer, and a random. And a random. I was going Scott Bakula. For the for an entertainer, okay, or an actor or whatever, uh, the random one is where I or the athlete one I was having trouble with because a lot of people are gonna say you know there's one answer for that one. Glory, glory, yeah. Now does he count for? Yeah, he he checks several boxes. But I was like, that seems like a lot of a lot of work there. 
So I was thinking no with that. Um, so I went with a person that um, I hold in high regard. Long hair, don't care. Colby mm. Rasmus. Colby I'm going to have Colby Rasmus in my office. So it was going to be Scott Bakula, <laughs> Michael McDonald, and Colby Rasmus is what I'm at right now, and I don't know the rest as of yet. I have one more to fill, and I might move the Michael McDonald one off the, off the board, oh, wow. too. Okay. I'm trying to figure out. Exactly so is it a question there. of just having those oh, type I was of... Thinking, I was thinking of Pokey Lafarge. Mm. Bringing Pokey Lafarge into the fold. Is it a matter it? of chemistry amongst the people in the office or the different types of personalities in the um, office? I don't know. It, it, it seems like I just want to go rando with it. Just get all kind of all over the board. Some. Can you imagine like Colby Rasmus sitting there while Michael McDonald's singing? And like they ask Colby to join in? Oh, okay. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, man. Awkward conversation could be fun. Uh, speaking of St. Louis legends, along those lines, I would imagine, did you check out some of the photos from uh, a recent trip by a group of gentlemen at Top Golf here in St. Louis? Mm-mm. The 99 Super Bowl champion St. Louis oh, I Rams did see Sorry. got together over the weekend. It looks like you had Dick Vermeil, Lando Pace, of course, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt. I think uh, Adam Timmerman was involved. You got Coach Hannafin was there as well. How many, did I say Hannafin wrong? No. Oh. Just when you bring up his name, I, I always think of a certain moment when I was working with him. We're at one. Oh, okay. Yeah, we met him. Lot. We yeah, we met him a couple of years ago out at the uh, event at the golf course. We filled in for Frank Cusimano, and we talked to uh, Hannafin. It was like uh, we talked to Whitey Herzog, Hannafin, and what's the sports uh, commission? Coach or? Hannafin, yeah, St. Louis Sports Commission. Yeah, has a way of talking, and he has certain phrases that he likes to use. He's I, a. I worked with him on post game on Rams broadcast for a while, and. I like when he's explaining something yes. and then moves on to another point yes. because he uses the same transition. Mm. So he'll be talking. And that's when Ike has the football. All right, Brian. And then. And so he always went, and then. And then on to his next top, no, next point. And the, the great thing about Coach Hannafin, and for anyone who's ever played sports, like he absolutely talks like a coach. Mm-hmm. And when he's even, obviously he's not coaching anymore, so when he still talks to you, you feel like you're going to have to literally strap up and go out there and knock somebody's block off. Like just the way he talks to you, you're just like, yes, coach, I will, I will absolutely run through that wall. I, you can understand why he was so successful mm-hmm. because when he talks to you, I don't know what it is, it's just the tone or the energy that he brings, but you just feel like, yes, I can do this, sir. Yeah. And that's why the that's why the players they absolutely love him. If anyone ever sees Randy Carricker out in public, just stop him and say, "Hey, will you tell me about when Coach Hannafin interviewed for a job with the St. Louis Rams football team, and uh, how he prepared the night before and what he was doing the morning of? And just ask him to tell you the details. It involves Coach Hannafin and Dan Deardorff. Twenty years, boys and girls. Twenty years. The city of St. Louis was celebrating. Super Bowl. This was the Super Bowl season. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember every pundit in town going, oh yeah, this is a Super Bowl team. And me going, you people are out of your freaking minds. I was, we had four years of putrid football 
Like ninety five, you had you know, he went. I think ninety five went seven and nine in our inaugural season. Everything so bad else. they're booing Tony Banks while he handed out turkeys on Thanksgiving. Mm. It was it was ugly. It was ugly football for a long time. Of course, then you signed trans- the hometown guy Trent Green to come back, and then he gets his knee taken out during. Was that the first preseason game? Rodney Harrison against the Chargers in the dome. Gosh, literally remember it like it was yesterday. And it was I remember Dick Vermeil, who of course was already an emotional individual, got in front of the cameras and just absolutely gave one of the most memorable speeches during a press conference in the history of this city. I don't think we've ever seen, we have not seen a manager or a head coach give a speech like Dick Vermeil gave that night. I remember Brad Soderberg when he was introduced at SLU saying, why not here? Why not here? (laughs) I do remember that too. Was that not there? Romar went to Washington. Uh, I think so. Okay. I but I remember Dick Vermeil, and I remember saying to myself, "Good God, a man's crying. This is worse than I thought." And when you realize how much the Rams had invested into this year, that year, you realize, "Oh, I would have cried as well." And they got off to a six and zero start, and that was. Like this place, this city went nuts for that. Too. Like that was that was some. I, I we've had some great exciting moments over the last ten years. Obviously with uh, with the Cardinals winning the World Series, and obviously recently with the St. Louis Blues. But it was something about Rams going from three and thirteen to thirteen and three into the playoffs. I remember that first playoff game against the Vikings, and that the dome was ear splitting. It was it was one of the most insane. Like even looking at it well, on it was, TV, it was people different was, because you truly believe they were the best team. Yes, going. there's something to be said for greatness. And it had been a long time since we've seen great professional football in St. Louis. So for that Other to happen, every time the Forty ers came to town, right? Gutted you. And th- and that was a now that was a hell of a. And I gotta remember that game. That was Chris Carter, Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss. Like that was a shootout. That was a show. God, I miss those days. So salute to those guys. Hey, don't live in the past. I know. I Look can't. towards the future. That's right. Caca! Caca! Battle Hawks. Caca! I saw their TV uh, schedule, okay. and they're on, like, they're on like Fox. They're on real channel. Yeah, they got a real. They got a network deal. Vince got a network deal. Fox. Um, Is I, this going to be legitimate football? Look, he's got a deal. Uh, one of the his, have legitimate fans. His wrestling. His wrestling brand, Caca. SmackDown, is moving to Fox. Uh, so it makes sense that XFL would be on Fox. I'm excited. Fans are going to have fun with it. It won't be the greatest show on turf, but it'll be... You don't know that. The greatest battle hawks in the sky. Time for something. Who's, who's going to be the star of the battle hawks? Don't know. I hope it's somebody local. I hope somebody local... Uh, it'd, be, it'd be great if it's an Illini or Mizzou pros- uh, former player. Uh, Brock Olivo. No, what, what, if, what if this happens? Does what Jer- if this? Can Jeremy Macklin get stem cell... Stuff and very come possible. back. Very possible. To Tony Van Zant. How about this? What if the starting quarterback for your Battle Hawks is Matty Mock? What's he doing now? I don't know. So. But you're telling me Matty Mock isn't wouldn't be in the draft portal? Why not Matty Mock? I'd take James Franklin playing in the CFL. Maybe him. I, w- I would love to see Matty Mock put on the Battle Hawks jersey. Matthew Richard Mock is an American football quarter who's currently a free agent. How old is he? What, 25? 24? 26. Perfect. Perfect.
perfect. Maddie Mock. Go ahead and go to the Kaka page. Let him know. That's who we want. The Kaka page. Maddie Mock, outside of, you know, his skiing habit, he was a good quarterback at Mizzou. Mm -hmm. So why not? He resurfaced briefly in the CFL, looks like. I hope Maddie Mock gets a chance, and I hope he does become a uh, battle hawk. A battle hawk. A battle hawk. A battle hawk. What's Johnny Manziel doing? Ah, oh boy. Uh, do you want? Do you want Johnny Manziel on the north side drinking? No. All right. <laughs> I'm about to say. Put it this way: You be the proud bar person that we you are. A, Would you want Johnny Manziel a, in your bar? We got enough problems. Well, thank you. That's fair. I'm about to say you. I don't. I don't think you want. Johnny Manziel is showing up at Rosie's. Tim Tebow. You know what? Yes. And if you're the XFL, how are you not throwing as much money as you can at Tim Tebow? You're telling me Tim Tebow's not going to push jerseys? I think he's he, a baseball player. He is. Season's over. I think he should. Um, it's February. He could, he could come play H-back. What if he kneels during the anthem, but he's praying? Ultimate Perfect. conundrum. Perfect. Hmm. That'd be something, wouldn't it? I think the XFL has a, a tremendous opportunity. They can really go with the replacements. <laughs> they can really. I want character. I want guys who used to be in the Russian mafia. I want former gang leaders. Mm. I want people who were just recently released from jail. Remember, didn't they do that one time? Those there was a jail or prison. Remember what was the story when the the NFL went on a lockout? Was it lockout or a strike? And then there was one football player that had gone to jail and they literally got him out of jail just to play and replacing the NFL players. Mm -hmm. I got to look up that story, but it did happen. They had a player who would play on Sundays and then do prison time Monday through Saturday. I am not making this up. How did he practice? He didn't. That's how desperate the NFL was during the lockout slash strike. I think it was a lockout. We just playbook and in his cell. And they literally just had guards waiting for him. As soon as the buzzer went zero, the guards would go get him, put him back in the paddy wagon, head him back out to prison until next week. How long was he in prison for? I think he was in prison for like six years. I think like after the season was over, he went back to jail and finished his time. What did he do? Do you know? I'm not sure. It was something like maybe drug trafficking along those lines. It wasn't a violent crime, okay. but it was like drug trafficking. But yeah, essentially what happened was, and I, I hate that I'm not coming up with the player's name and the, the I think he played, I want to say the Cowboys, but again, I could be wrong. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it would. But essentially, yeah, he would, they would go get him, <laughs> break him to the field, guards would just be on the sidelines, and then at the end of the game, he'd just hop up and uh, we'll see you next week. So that's what I want for the XFL. I want, I want Chris Dimmon out there playing left tackle. Boy, that's rude. If he kneels to pray, heads will explode in Walmart service centers across the country. It'll be too much for them to sort out. Good like sheep. Prison guards or football guards? What's your favorite guard? I'm a big fan of Walmart guards. Marcus Tennessee wants Corby Jones. I was thinking of Corby Jones. Corby Jones has like beautiful eyes. He does. 48 years old, isn't he? I don't know. Cor pretty old. I saw him elude some Kansas State Wildcats on that Perot Field. Hmm. I, is there any other legends of football that you would like to see? Kirk Farmer. Oh, that'd be cool. What if he was like the offensive coordinator? Or whatever. Marts had us believing he was going to sign Kirk Farmer to the, to the active roster. 
What do you God, think? I forgot how bad football was here. <laughs> I forgot. We have freaking, do we have uh, Eric Crouch? I was just thinking of Eric Crouch. Man, it. remember that? Yeah. And we all bought it. We bought it. How do we bring him back? Steve Belisari. Ah. Uh, quarterback from Ohio State. They said, you can play safety. No, we can't. My former quarterback. Yeah, I like the Eric Crouch idea. Okay. So we've got it all figured out. Battlehawks soar. Chris, you'll like this story. This is a pretty funny. Oh one. no. Girl Power. Hasbro brings gender pay gap debate to game night with new Miss Monopoly. What? New story breaking this morning. Addressing the gender pay gap comes down to changing the rules of the game. That's exactly what Miss Monopoly brings to the table. Hasbro is launching a new version of the iconic board game that celebrates female trailblazers and is the first where women make more than men official shared exclusive with USA Today. The new game, which includes several modern updates, including ride shares instead of railroads and Wi-Fi instead of waterworks, goes on sale this month at major national retailers for a suggested price of nineteen ninety-nine. Mm. The game is available for pre-order at walmart.com. Jen Boswinkle, who is the Senior Director of Global Brand Strategy and Marketing mm. for Hasbro Gaming, Boswinkle, uh, she said the game is designed for today's kids and highlights a subject that they may not know about yet. With all the things surrounding female empowerment, it felt right to bring this to Monopoly in a fresh new way. It's giving the topic some relevancy to everyone playing it, that everybody gets a turn, and this time women get an advantage at the start. I want to see if Miss Monopoly has a monocle or not. Have you, do, you, do they have a picture of Miss Monopoly? Uh, let me see if they have one available presently. Because that's what I... Oh, uh, they do, but she does not. it looks like she does not have a monocle, and that she looks like a woman of color. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever will we do? Uh, so well, This the isn't realistic. Yeah, right. All right, so, <laughs> the, ba so the banker doles out $1,900 in Monopoly money to each female player. And fifteen hundred dollars to each male. Hey, this is like the Great yeah, American Race. It does, doesn't it? Sound just like that? Yeah. The gap continues every time a player passes go, with women collecting two forty <laughs> and men collecting two hundred. <laughs> no, I kind of, I want to continue to start. I want to see this Chris's is, face as I continue no, to read just trolling some of the people. rules. They're trolling people. It's yeah. Chris. Instead of investing in real estate properties like the classic game, <laughs> players invest in inventions and innovations by women. Including, oh boy, chocolate chip cookies, bulletproof vest, okay. solar heating, and ladies' modern shapewear. Mm -hmm. Ooh. We made sure that this At felt... leisure. <laughs> yes, there it is. We made sure that this felt authentic and it was a fun game for families to play and learn about these things that they love and are part of their life that they didn't know were invented I kinda... by women. I didn't know, boy, bulletproof vests were invented by women? Shut up! I want to. I guess considering that men like to kill women, that makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. Other updates to the game include. You ever new seen snapped? Yeah, you know why they snap? Ooh. You know why they snap? <laughs> exactly. Hey. hey, when your husband's ramming your face against a brick wall every All day for right. twenty years, I That'll guess people will snap. Mm -hmm. uh, other updates to the game include new tokens, including a white hat, a watch, a barbell, a glass, and a jet plane. While the white hat might conjure up thoughts of Olivia Pope from Scandal. Mm. Boswinkle said it's to symbolize Mr. Monopoly passing his top hat to his niece. Aww. 
the watch is to symbolize that it's about time for some changes, mm-hmm. she said. Mm-hmm. What's the glass for? Uh, thirsty? I think, I think because women drink too much. Oh. I think that's how it's summed up in the store. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They drink yeah, a lot. Is there like a, a thing you land on where you get together on a Tuesday at lunch and go. drink a bunch of Pinot Grigio? There you go. Mm-hmm. Like you crash son of a your bitch. SUV yeah, on the way home. Those stereotypes. Here you go, you sexist son of a bitch. Drive 10 minutes that way and tell me that's not happening today and every weekday. Does that part come into play? Is that is that a, a thing? <laughs> no. But okay. it's okay for the construction workers to get drunk at lunch. Who said that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. seem to intimate that. You did intimate. You did <laughs> nope. intimate. Oh, yeah. You did a lot of intimating, Chris. You was very you were, you were intimating yeah. son of a bitch. You were a misogynistic, like, sexist son of a bitch. Oh man, you ain't you got no problem. It's like Have you ever seen Snap? Yeah, I seen Snap. I, yeah, I watched the actual episode. You know why they snap? Damn husband up her cheating on their sister. Up her slapping the woman what? around, up her abusing her for two decades. Hey, have you seen Snap? Yeah, she snapped because he was getting, she was getting her ass beat for almost half her life. She just called revenge. That's that's basically what it should be called, or even, as I like to call it, Steven. self-defense. Even Steven. Miss mm-hmm. Monopoly is Mackenzie Bezos, and the game won't allow you to build your house <laughs> next to an agent and his whole wife. Black sheep. I hate the black sheep. I hate them so much. I knew it was him. I knew it was him. I knew it was. You just could tell. You just knew it was him. Just as soon as Chris started reading the text, you just knew there was only one person who would comment on Miss Monopoly. Uh-huh. It's black sheep. Sexist son of a bitch. I want to bring this to family holiday. <laughs> at the Evans household? Or at the, you know, gardeners and that. I don't, you know what? I'd be game to see that. I don't know how this would play at my... This would be... Oh, God. Oh God! Oh, oh good that's God. just me smirking in the background. And then at the end, just so you know, I was filming all of this. Folks. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> You're going viral. Oh God! Thing that lands where the woman gets custody and cheats on the guy, and gets alimony for the rest of their lives, works through it all. I'm just trying to bait him again. He's not even. I'm not worried right. about you. I'm not worried about you, man. I know we know you're a massage. What did you say? Yeah. You intimated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did sexist son of a bitch. Of you did. You did. You intimated. Even if you go down the street, you see women having wine. Didn't say shit about John Hamm drinking on the job for nearly ten seasons on Mad Men. But TV let a white show. woman go down the street, have a little glass of wine with her lunch. Now it's a problem. Oh. Now she can't drive. This yeah. is the prophecy. All, thing. all the DUIs we see men get in this damn this town, the, but it's the women. It's the women. You intimated. This is the prophecy uh, thing. He's getting he real intimated. defensive. You intimated. And it apparently exacerbated. And <laughs> exacerbated. Turbated. Thank yes. you. I'm glad you said it. You ever wonder what's happening here? <laughs> no. As we all know, you tell people in shame that you're a drug dealer instead of a, a podcaster on a, on a very popular oh. show. Well, yeah, I look down at my feet. <laughs> yeah, when people ask me what I do for a living. Huh. Okay. Are you guys excited? There's an Apple event this morning. No. I'm not either. Not like Apple. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, Honestly, I'm just so fed. I'm, I'm not even fed up with Apple. I'm just like, whatever, man. Y'all ain't. Yeah, I'm making another phone. I whoopie freaking Sam- do. I got a Samsung. What whoop, whoopie freaking do? Like I'm at the point. I'm I'm, I'm maybe I'm just older now, but I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, I'll give a. Sh- I'm just making sure my camera cool. I don't give a damn. I get notifications all the time. I'm like you're due for an upgrade. I literally my screen shattered. Everything else. I'm like, I don't care. But I, I, I'm at the what, point. What am I gonna do? Like this this 
little Samsung here, my poor person phone, as Charlie Marlowe's called it before. Mm-hmm. We've seen what it can do with videos now. It does a very good job. Why am I? Why do I care about Apple or any other phone really at this mm-hmm. point? I, I want the same one again. I just want the same phone. I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're. It looks like they're unveiling a, a new iPhone of some sort. But I'm at the point where I don't. I don't care. I, I guess uh, because I think Apple and and we've had this discussion before on the radio. Apple un- release something that's just like we have this new technology that helps us clean the ocean. We have this new technology that makes um, voter registration easier. Like I don't give a shit about a new like we're, we're put the the world well, that is w- that wouldn't matter. Because it wouldn't matter. But I'm saying is I guess we're at a point. Don't want to get involved and suppress that. That's true. That's very true. But we're at a point in our time. They got where holograms. They got holograms now. We we look. That's fine. Maybe maybe we could do FaceTime through hologram. That'd be the only way. FaceTime hologram. FaceTime okay. hologram would be the me. only thing I get excited. I'm for. interested. Yeah. Now I would get ex- excited for that. You saw it. Did you see the video of the Cowboys? Uh, what they have yeah. at their end game. How now? sweet is that? I mean, if they're if you're doing that, I mean, it's yeah. over. Oh, that'd be fun. I, mean, I think that's fine. But I just at this point, considering how much money Apple has. The type of people that work for Apple. Phone? You have the means Mm -hmm. to to, to literally change the world. You have the means, the resources, and the ability to completely change the world. The way we live. Game changing. Game changing on a real level. And I'm supposed to get excited about a phone with better quality camera. I cannot anymore. Well, it depends. But then again, I mean. Zoom in better. That's true. A better Zoom would be nice. But again, I don't... Is that is that worthy of a press conference? Just release the damn phone. I've... Eh, people like events. We do. You know that. We do. We, you're talking Especially about snacks. the present and the future with technology. Right. Can I take you back in time for a minute? Yes, I love going back in time. Especially... Wait, well, how far back? I want to go back 100 years oh, boy. yesterday. Oh, dear God. Oh, my. 100 years yesterday. Great-grandfather. To an article in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Oh, this is pointed out to me by Post-Dispatch sports columnist Ben Fredrickson because he knows I have a certain affinity for their archives and some of the old-timey stories that they highlight from time to time. And uh, he sent me this one. Falls eight stories and lands sitting up in a chair. Visiting, <laughs> Here's the headline. A visiting Tennessean suffers only cut on head and splinter and tumble at Marquette Hotel. Yeah. So I wanted to read this to you. This isn't a real story. This is a real this story. This is from the Post-Dispatch It does, archives. September 9th, 1919. Okay, so here's what it says. James Hamilton, 35 years old, a telegraph operator of Kingston Springs, Tennessee, fell or was pushed, he doesn't recall which, mm. from an eight-story window of the Marquette Hotel, 18th Street and Washington Avenue at 1 a.m. today. Oh. He landed on a... Landed in a sitting posture in a rocking chair on the sidewalk, escaping with slight injuries due to his fall being broken by two electric wire cables at about the height of the second story. It's insane. He is being treated at the city hospital for alcoholism, Mm. a cut head, and splinter wound in the right side. Hamilton is a district chairman of the Order of Railroad Telegraphers. Oh, I know those guys. And has been in St. Louis attending a convention of district chairman. 
He occupied a room with his brother Carl E. Hamilton, 32, a railroad clerk of Huntington, Tennessee, and they were preparing to leave St. Louis today. James J. Dunn, 50, an organizer of the Union of Nashville, Tennessee, joined the brothers in their room last night in a little farewell party. Dunn said they had three quarts of whiskey. Jesus. Mm. And after drinking some, Carl Hamilton quarreled with him. James induced Carl to lie down and then rest. Dunn said, and he fell asleep. Then James began quarreling with Dunn for quarreling with Carl, <laughs> according to Dunn. The latter said they would drink a while and quarrel a while in a friendly way. And the more they drank, the more the aggrieved James, I like how that's, mm, I like how that's that. delivered there. The more the aggrieved James became out of sympathy for his brother, to whom he said Dunn had been rude. After a great deal of this sort of thing, Hazel Slaughter, of course, I'll say a... No, 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 no. We're reading the story. You will read it like they had read it in 1919. I don't want to say the word. You will say it. You started the story. You're you going to get me it. in trouble with Black Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it for you, can I? Okay. Hazel Slaughter, a... Negress. Employed. I didn't even the... know that was a thing. <laughs> I'm going to tell my friends. They used to call us Negress. <laughs> employed at the hotel, <laughs> who was a... sitting in a rocking chair on the sidewalk, was startled by a screen which crashed through the glass canopy over the hotel entrance. She sprang from the chair and was knocked down by Hamilton's hurtling form from the eighth floor window. The Negress sat down on the sidewalk and Hamilton was in her chair. Dunn and Carl Hamilton were detained by police pending an investigation. Dunn says he is certain he did not push his friend through the window. Carl was asleep when the affair reached the climax and doesn't know just what did happen. At the city hospital, a post-dispatch reporter at 9 a.m. asked Hamilton if he fell or was pushed. Hamilton said he had a vague recollection of having walked to the window to look at a fire engine that was passing, but has a strong impression of having fallen down the stairs. What a delightful story. 100 years ago in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, falls eight stories and lands sitting up in a chair. This is that, sh that story so full of shit, but it is a very entertaining story nonetheless. Yeah, I did I did vet the story ahead of time and I was trying to figure out how to get a I don't I'm not using that word. Mm. Well, that that's a great way to end it all, uh -huh. right? <laughs> Big thanks to uh, companies like Getaway Carts for supporting us. That's right. Getaway Carts hashtag #customize without limits. They are here to help you. It's uh, it's about to be fall time. Weather's going to be nice. Good cruising around weather. If you're not scooting, you should be carting. That's mm -hmm. what Gardner always says. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go say hi to Joe and the gang over at Getaway Carts. Getawaycarts.com is their website, everybody. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? It's been a very fun show. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and tell other folks about this. Uh, we'll be back live tomorrow at 8 a.m. And don't forget, Hillside Animal Hospital brings you dogs on film. We'll see you tomorrow live at 8 a.m. Peace!